You are listening to the San Antonio Zen Center Dharma Talks. The San Antonio Zen Center is supported solely by donation, so that everyone can participate in our offerings and programs, regardless of income. If you are able, please consider making a donation to SAZC through the donation button on our site, sanantoniozen.org, or by visiting paypal.me slash sanantoniozen. Thank you for your practice and enjoy the talk. Let me pull up my notes here. Here we go. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, this story. It's a short story. Um, suppose it's attributed to the Buddha. Um, <clears throat> when one of his uh, monks, his disciples came to him and said, hey, I'm having a hard time with this meditation thing. Can you help me out? It's, it's not working. And I think that, that that might be something that crosses our mind once in a while, while we're meditating or practicing Zazen. So the story goes like this. This monk was a, um, a lute player. And the lute is kind of a precursor to the guitar. So um, he came to the Buddha and said, this is not working for me, help me out. And the Buddha asked him, hey, you're a lute player. What happens if you um, tighten the lute strings too tight? And the uh, Disciple said, oh, you don't get a good tone. It's, it's out of tune. And uh, the Buddha asked, well, what happens if the, the strings are too slack? And the lute player said, well, similarly, you, you don't get a good uh, tone. It's, it's out of tune. So the Buddha says, uh, you need for the lute strings to be neither too taut or too slack, but somewhere in between. And this is the middle way. Meditation is just like that. You have to find a point in yourself where you start getting the right tone. The one that has just hits the note and is in tune. Uh, You won't do that by forcing your effort, tightening the string too tight, or having too rigid of an idea of what you want to achieve. You have to be a bit exploratory and provisional. On the other hand, you need to have a sense of purpose in meditation and to maintain that sense of purpose. Otherwise, you will just drift off. So uh, in this, uh, the Buddha is encouraging uh, his disciple Uh, when sitting to tune the instrument of his being, Uh, maybe his true self might be a way to put it. Um, So I've been uh, reading this book and and I'm gonna show you the the cover of it. And it's uh, Nagarjuna's uh, 
fundamental wisdom of the middle way. So um, this is the, the only one I found that I could uh, have some understanding with. It's, um, there's a translation and commentary by um, Wafu Nishiyima. And then um, because he's a 91 year old Japanese Zen monk, he needed a little help getting it into English. So Brad Warner helped him with that. And uh, I think a lot of you guys might be familiar with Brad Warner. He actually visited the Zen Center um, uh, back in the last decade. Um, so in this book, it says a couple of times that, um, Let's see, I have it written right here. Nishiyima comments that experiencing the middle way requires balancing of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is the, the part of the, uh, our nervous system that's associated with the fight or flight response. And the parasympathetic is uh, said to be associated with the um, rest and digest process or what I call the nappy time mode. So um, the idea and, and uh, uh, Nishiyima says that this, um, that when those two systems are balanced in between, so we're not too far off um, in fight or flight. Uh, it's, it's so when, the way this appears in my mind, worried about stuff is one way it does it. Or going off into some fantasy about um, uh, uh, perceived danger or something um, would be the, uh, 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 the sympathetic nervous system mode. And the parasympathetic would be this kind of drifting off into sleep mode. But somewhere in between that we are able to see the world as it is when that part of our neurology is, uh, uh, when, when we're in tune, when that part of our neurology is uh, active. So it's, it's the state of um, uh, alert relaxation. And the Zazen posture is uh, sort of perfect for this sort of thing. Um, it, it, try to fall asleep while you're sitting in Zazen. It, sure, you can drift off, but you know if you do, you're probably gonna hit your forehead on a wall and that'll wake you up and you'll... So the idea is to stay alert and to tune our neurology through our practice of coming back to the body to activate this state. Just the way I'm looking at it now. Um, so this is just like um, our being 
is the lute, the guitar. And to hit the, um, the note of being with our life, seeing our life as it is, we tune it. Now, we can use this metaphor, I think, a little bit further in that um, uh, if you have ever uh, tuned a stringed instrument, you'll notice that it, it matter, the temperature matters, that the tuning of the instrument will depend on the temperature, um, how worn the strings are, uh, the humidity, the uh, acoustics. And these, to me, uh, seem to be the um, uh, the things that are happening in our life. So there's this sort of adjustment for what's happening, but it's still this being in tune. And of course, the Zazen practice of coming back to being in tune coming back to the breath, coming back to the body, um, uh, assists us in the being with things as they are, being in tune with reality, and then um, playing the tune of um, appropriate action or right action or um, skillful means. Um, now, there's another little bit of uh, neurological um, uh, theory. This is really a hypothesis. I don't know how you would test this theory, but supposedly the um, rest and digest part of it, of our neurology, has associated with something called, associated, has associated with it a part it's called the polyvagal system. And this is brand new cutting edge type of um, uh, somatic psychotherapy hypothesis, okay? Um, so it says that uh, there are two branches of the polyvagal system. And the, the vagal system is a part of the rest and digest. However, this one part of the polyvagal system, um, when it's activated, we are in a state of relaxed um, reception. And in this state, this is the state we, um, as therapists, attempt to help our clients achieve in the session, because in that state, there's a, a connection um, um, neuroceptively that we have this sense of each other in session um, and a connection that is mm, soothing um, that is uh, it's along the lines of friendship uh, uh, to on one end of the spectrum might be being in love 
uh, in the other part of the spectrum is this connection friends have, you know, you have this connection with a friend, you just feel this being at home. It's a sense of being at home. Now, the nerves associated with the, um, this particular part of the polyvagal system innervate uh, the vocal cords, the um, muscles around the eyes, uh, the ears, <clears throat> our hearing ability, parts of the heart, and also um, parts of our diaphragm. So when we're um, coming back to those particular uh, areas, like when we're bringing our attention back to the diaphragm, the breath, the sensations in our body, we're tuning this up, we're activating that. So there's a settling in Zazen, and, and this is my hypothesis, there's a settling in Zazen that uh, activates this part of the polyvagal system so it's a, a little bit more active than the uh, parasympathetic system, it, it, but not too active to where you're in this sort of an anxiety state. Um, so I, I guess uh, what I'm saying is that it really struck me when I read this in um, Nagarjuna's um, The Fundamental Wisdom of the Middle Way, that this 80, 91-year-old monk uh, was talking about the, um, the autonomic nervous system like this. And it, it reminded me of uh, what I've read about polyvagal system. And then my own experiences with um, longer meditation retreats and sometimes very short retreats uh, of this uh, receptiveness and openness and um, uh, these things. Uh, so it just kind of made sense to me. And um, you guys, uh, you might know that I like to read poetry uh, when I do one of these. So I was, uh, before I do that, let me see if I can pull up this um, illustration from opening the hand of thought. Yeah, here it is right here. And I'll see, I, I think it visually um, shows uh, what I'm talking about. So let me see if I can get this. Uh, get too much stuff up. There we go. Let me put this down. Okay, can you guys see that? Uh -huh. So um, this is from opening the hand of thought. And this is uh, figure two, the mind in Zazen. And uh, the, the movement up to, you see this, uh, the horizontal line Z, I think is that, that line of being in tune, and you can see how uh, when you move up, you move more into thinking, 
uh, and sort of this state of uh, mentally not being where we are. And then uh, when you move down off that line, it's also too slack, out of tune, and uh, we drift off into what I called uh, nappy time. So um, I think that that's a, a pretty good illustration. It's an opening to hand of thought, which incidentally, I, I love that book. Uh, so let me stop sharing that. Ah. What else? Oh yeah, I wanted to read you a poem that I think kind of illustrates this too. Uh, it's this poet um, that I ran into recently, uh, started reading him. He's obviously a uh, Soto Zen practitioner. Um, and this is from his book, Tumbling Toward the End, which was the last book of his that was published before he died. And um, uh, Bao Ji is a, um, a Chinese poet from the eighth century. So he was around right around uh, the same time as um, Dogen. Who knows, they might have actually met, um, but I won't claim that I know that. Anyway, the title of the poem is uh, Bao Ji Believed in Idleness. Bao Ji Believed in Idleness. I might call it staring at the wall. That waiting, listening for the words of the poem to come to us. Voice of the muse who comes floating to us from the other side. But only if we have that openness to those voices only heard when we are doing nothing. Only listening for the lady with the harp and wings who brings us the news of the day. That news, William Carlos Williams said, we die from the lack of every day. So in this poem, um, to me, the poet's instrument uh, are words and images. And he is tuning himself by staring at the wall and being idle, getting the news of the day. So the news of the day to me in this poem is um, being in the state of receptivity of our life, our reality, things as they are. And from this um, um, state manifest the poetry for this poet. Um, so um, that's, I think, just about all I have to say about that. I hope that there was uh, something helpful. I also hope that you might um, have a question or a comment um, that it uh, uh, resonated with you in some way uh, that was helpful. If not, um, forget about it. <laughs> So uh, thank you for being here and, and listening. Um, yeah. Thank you.